This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. Thank you for allowing us into your ears, your minds, your hearts, and your eyeballs if you're watching on YouTube um, on the This Is Mythical channel. Oh, I relish this time, Rhett, where you and I get to just speak with one another at this dimly lit table. I notice you, interestingly, you're such a creature of habit, but you've made the definitive choice to not say, you don't like to say, when it's just the two of us, you don't like to say this week at the round table of dim lighting, which is very interesting because you usually like to do things exactly the same way every well, time. It, I'm you've made a choice though because if you're not doing it, I know you've made, like you've I've thought it, about yeah, it. Like, I, like, I'm, I'm not gonna say it, I'm gonna say it a different way. Yeah, I meant to talk to you Explain about Explain yourself. Um, that is a relic of the old way that we did Ear Biscuits where it was very strictly guest related. So there was an assumption Someone is joining us this week at the round table of dim lighting, blam. And now, it's just as likely to be us as it is somebody else. I don't know, I, I'm not gonna run not the numbers on that. Not technically, but, but t not technically, but mentally for me. When I sit uh -oh. down at this table, We're like I said. about your mental process now. I relish just being able to like, Hash the relish with you, my friend. May I suggest so, something that you may suggest anything you want. Helps to am I obligated which to take is interesting, said suggestion? Interesting because I'm usually the one that would be yeah. like, "Who cares about tradition?" Stickling, you're sticklering. But I have a different perspective on this because I love the phrase so much. I just feel like you. you I think the part that you didn't like is uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Joining us, you don't like that part. So you're like. You don't like saying this week at the round table of dim lighting. Joining us it's this week. It's, and I never. I, joining us this I week. I never say joining. That's you, That's you, brother. I never say joining. I if don't say me, it anymore. I always say this week at the round table of dim lighting and then we have to say oh. it's just the two of us. So, and it sounds like an apology, whereas it should be. Yeah, yeah but I think you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You're throwing the baby out with the bathwater because Ooh. not to get too critical, but what you were saying I don't think it was working. <laughs> and the way you came back to the round table of dim lighting and you tried to slyly slip it in. Oh, just now? When you in came, conversation? You came back to it. And you want, you want, here's what you want. You want to keep as a standard that yeah. they can count on a reference to the round table of dim lighting. Yeah, and I think maybe. And you know what, I respect that. Hold on, the table's moving. I'm gonna take this opportunity while Rhett's face is away from the microphone to make an executive decision that I I'm am back. going to say I and I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we're gonna blank. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly, my, my idea. Exactly. That and it's what that, I was thinking all along. That's where I was headed with that. So as long as we say that, I'm gonna be fine. And listen, so let's try again. Let's change the whole it. thing. Let's role play. I don't really care. Let's try it. But I was let's surprised. Just try it that, I was surprised that you wanted to change it because you usually don't like to change things. So I was just like, hmm, what's he thinking? So I just wanted to pry open your mind. But now we're going back to the old way. Pry, you pried it. No, we're not going back to the old way. We're testing out the new way. Try welcome it. to welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And just to clarify, you were already welcomed. This is a role play, so mm -hmm. don't be confused mm -hmm. that we're welcoming you again. Go again. I'm sorry. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we got lots of good stuff to discuss. But yeah. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Why did, I know it's good. Of course, we it's shouldn't good. even comment on how good it is. We should just move on as if that's good. We just meant to do it, right? You're doing it right now, Link. 
<laughs> you did you did it right that time to quote a se- uh, line from season two of Buddy System. Oh yeah, um, I feel so much more acquainted with this table and this configuration because over the past couple of weeks we put a lot of hours in these chairs oh, recording yeah. the audio book for the Book of Mythicality. Um, that will be available on audible.com. Uh, just go to bookofmythicality.com for all the details for pre-ordering. But a lot, a lot of people ask questions because I posted the picture of us recording and they were like, how's your voice? Because mm, I had shared right. that my, I'm having voice troubles. Um, you know what, I made it through. There was only a couple of times where there was like a crack in my voice and I had to start over. That's, that's what's happening when it happens is there's like a crack in the voice. Only happened like a handful of times and I my voice hurt a little bit at the end of the day, but I don't re- think I sounded any different. I think I'm gonna sound pretty much the same way throughout the book, like slightly sick. I think you, yeah, I think you <laughs> sounded, at one point I was like, can you re-say that whole paragraph because you sounded like you had just woken up. Yeah, without, I did, you, what you don't understand is that I did that on purpose. I thought that would be a, a nice effect, the just woken up effect. But you didn't like it, so I changed it. Just like, you know, that's how, that's how this partnership works. I think we'll we'll talk more about how excited we are about the audible version of the book when when you can actually purchase and listen to it. Yeah. In um, well, it's not that far off. Mid October. Mid October. So it's not that far off. This is we're going to have this big launch of the book. But I can confidently say, given the special guests who read the parts that they wrote in our book, mm. um. Given their appearances, it's it's all more exciting that you're going to have to buy the physical book, pre-order it now, and you're going to have to get the audio book because they're two distinct experiences. They are. They're very complementary, but they are uh, they we, are exclusive in many ways. Oh man, it was it, it was nice to read back through the book and remember everything we wrote. Our wives sat at this table. Mm-hmm. Our wives sat here and read the parts of the book that they wrote. I don't know if we've told you guys. We we have we have told I can't remember what we you, told you. You really wanted to hold on to that one for a long time. I, I mean, to me, that's the best thing about the book is that we, we didn't write part of it. Our wives did. So say it like seven times, not just once. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna say it again. Yeah, let's just it's, keep it's saying like it. It's like when you got a movie coming out and you're like, why did hold on? Why did that teaser trailer come out seven months ahead of time? Because why not be excited now and then? You can't be too too excited about something, can you? And our wives did a great job. They did. They're great readers. We're both completely literate. I think we both s- stepped out for the other person's wife to come in and take, I gave Jesse my seat, Christy took your seat, and then it was like, okay, we don't need too many cooks in the kitchen. And I, like, as, as we were reading, as Christy was reading her part, of course I'm giving some direction. I'm giving my opinion on the I was emphasis a, I was a, of I was in the room. Yeah, okay, so I'm interested in how well, that was. I, it was a little just, risky. Because we haven't discussed that. We could, I mean, we could have gotten in a huge fight because it's like, I'm very comfortable in this situation and I'm directing, directing my wife is a dangerous thing in general. We gotta watch the table here because this is happening here. Cody's gonna put his finger under the table for the next hour. There we go, we got it. It's like one of the, one of the is know, it a pinky finger or a, a big toe? What are you putting under there? It looks like his whole hand. Just be still. There's two types of people in the world. There's people who go to a restaurant and sit at a wobbly table and don't do anything about it, and then there's people who get the napkin folded up and correct the problem. What kind of person are you? 
Mm, that's that's late. That's laden with judgment, my friend. I did. I think I celebrate the people who can just zen out at a wobbly table. I am not one of those people, even though I seem to be in this moment. I'm behaving role reversal. I'm behaving like you today. I wanted it to be the same way. I fixed the wobbly table. (laughs) Yeah, what's up? And you're like, but you know what it was? You were the one that was. This is this is what was happening. You were the one that was wobbling. So it's my freaking fault. If I was wobbling it, you'd be all over it, man. No, I know what it is. It's the vasectomy. Oh, you're not wobble sensitive anymore? I think our personalities melded and we each got a piece of each other. No, I think what happened is they did something to your balls and it's like they did something to your like to your cochlear, your cochlea or whatever that thing in the inside of your ear is. My and testicle's you, not in my ear, brother. No, the, we, you were there. No, the way males sense wobbling is by the testes. And so. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's two. Your wobble sensitivity, it's like a scale. It's a comparison thing. And so mine are completely it's intact. Relative. I was completely, maybe even more, sen- you're, more you're, sensitive you're, to wobbling and you lost wobble sensitivity when they screwed, the doctor messed up That's, something. No, you got some of me. You're acting a little I neurotic. Wasn't, I wasn't that close to you. You you admitted it. You're being a little neurotic today. Do you think he put part of oh, your vast can... deference in my scrotum? I, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Kiko was there. That didn't happen, did it? He <laughs> found the whole thing and didn't didn't see that. It was a uh, Ben put up a a black uh, shield that then Kiko stood behind. I was like, is this like a splatter shield? But it was so if you tilted the camera down, it wouldn't it wouldn't show our junk. Like yeah. if you got if you like fell asleep and it was like Ugh. And you saw it in a couple of shots, like a blurry sort of like it looked like uh the map box on the camera was kind of creeping into the frame. That was not the map box, that was the the splatter guard. Yeah. Splatter guard is one way to sneeze sneeze guard. Uh, well yeah. it it was a it was the ball I didn't, guard. I didn't know if something was gonna splatter. Well, since we're talking about the vasectomy, we we should and we you know we're turning it into entertainment left right and every which away. Yeah. We should just keep doing that. Keep milking it. Um, I'm I'm in recovery still. I don't know. It was Friday. Friday. We're recording this on Thursday. I don't so even know what. But we're basically six days out from the surgery. And I I wish I had I had to ice last night. Oh, you brought out the piece. And then what? I mean. Ice creates shrinkage, which then keeps everything in place more. And I'm just being real here that like, I, I, and I'm wearing the tightest pair of underwear I have today because like I'm- Like your kids? <clears throat> yeah, I'm wearing some, I'm wearing some of Lando's underwear. <laughs> it's got Superman on <laughs> That's them. That's what kids are for. Superman's cradling my, <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah. my bowels. Um, but what, I mean, is there anything else to talk about? Let, let's not talk about the procedure anymore. I mean, you can watch that. I just wanna talk about, because uh, we didn't talk about it in Good Mythical more where we talked a little bit about the recovery. I Like, we haven't discussed what you we did because. The weekend. I went like, home right after the. Friday afternoon, we, go, we both go home. Yeah, and we had been told by uh, other men who had had this procedure done, taking it easy is really important. We actually didn't, um, we didn't even, we got together to work a little bit on Monday, but we didn't come into the office and do a regular work day like we typically would do because we were told those first few days is crucial. Even if you feel okay, you need to keep wearing the uh, the scrotal support, <laughs> a very special pair of underwear. I'm actually, wearing them right now. Um, and uh, yeah, you need. I went back to them. back to. I was like, I just feel like I need the extra support today. I threw mine away because they were stained. Oh gosh. <laughs> 
this is too much, man. This is too much, okay? And you can also get new ones. They sell them at like Walgreens. I'm not walking in any place and buying that. Send somebody in. Send send your wife in, because it's you know because they know it's not for her. I was no very, embarrassment for her. I was very much looking forward to. It was kind of a silver lining thing. Like, okay, I'm not going to be comfortable. I'm going to have frozen peas, which is by the way the best technique because ice melts. Peas stay there. They just get warmer, and they um, also can. And because they, of the size of the peas, they can conform. They, mold, they conform to whatever you need. Um, so as a silver lining and knowing that I wasn't gonna be able to do much, I was focusing on not being allowed to do much. Like my family was in agreement. Um, I had a uh, somebody in our neighborhood um, let us borrow their electric recliner for Lily's recovery from back surgery. We have not given it back. And so I was like, I'll give it back after this because I'm gonna be in that recliner. I'm gonna have recliner time. I'm gonna be like a grandpa. I'm gonna stick in that recliner with my frozen peas and every freaking remote just laid out there. This recliner has a tray. This is in the- That's the, a part the, of it. The back room? In the back part with the big television. Yeah. In point blank range. And I'm just gonna sit there and I'm gonna do nothing and everybody understands that. And I'm not gonna, no one's gonna put me on a guilt trip like when I'm on the toilet on my phone for 30 minutes, you know, it's like, yeah. we know what you're doing, Dad. And Dad makes the you're decision on the about what's on the television. And right? I'm, that was, that, was, that was rule number one, I was like, I'm not watching anything with you guys. Yeah. That was a bit, I did not make that clear and that was a big problem. Oh, so I made yeah, that clear up front. Right off the bat, a big mistake on my part. I should have put a sign on the door and then locked it. I was said, like, Daddy's watching daddy shows. That's what I said. Kids, just close your doors. The kids guilted me and it like, well, I let him watch part of the Dark Knight, Batman Begins. Hold on, you watched Batman Begins? That was one of your choices? No, it was with the kids one Friday night. Oh. We were watching something as a, as a family and it's like, you wanna watch a good wholesome movie, Batman Begins. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, kids, you gotta, you gotta start learning this stuff. Right. And so we're watching it and we didn't finish it. And so then the next day, um, they insist on watching the rest of the movie with me, which I didn't want to happen. But I was oh, guilted into you it. You started daddy time with the kids? That's how it started? What? You st oh yes. yes, yes. This is supposed to be you daddy, time. Uh, daddy time meaning alone time. Yeah, me time. Me time. I finally got rid of them. I hope it's good for you because I'm just getting my bad stuff out of the way, okay? Okay. Um, then I'm like, all right, now you kids go away. I'm sitting here with my peas and I'm gonna watch the Defiant Ones on HBO. This is Dr. Dre and Jimmy mm -hmm. Iovine documentary. I heard great things about it. One of my favorite things to watch is a music documentary. I love hip hop. Uh, Dr. Dre doesn't grant a lot of interviews. I heard this was like very revealing. So I was very intrigued. My, one of my favorite things to watch on a screen is a, is a, is a rap documentary. <laughs> okay. Super excited. I can't get the HBO Go, I, it, the app on my television will not work, I don't understand. It's so freaking slow. I'm like, well maybe it's, maybe it's just this file. I'm gonna go to like John Oliver. And so then I, I start watching that and it's creeping along. And I'm like, well, go over to Netflix. I'm like, maybe it's my internet. I, I got up, I unplugged my, oh, I unplugged my problem. router. Oh gosh, you had to you, do that? You gotta unplug the router, then you gotta unplug the 
the what's the what's the internet the Wi-Fi disc? You unplug what's the, that the modem and the then modem. the router. You unplug you unplug the modem and then plug and them the back router, in, in that order. Then you then you count to fifteen. You plug the one back in or forty five. Is that is was that the problem? You got to count to forty five. I counted to fifteen. Yeah. I plugged the modem I back in. I don't know in. why. But. I count to another fifteen and I plug in the router. And then I go all the way back in there, and then I, well, I, I gotta restart the television too. Oh yeah, everything's gotta get back in sync. Everything's gotta in the understand right what's going on again. I'm jangling my testicles all over the house. This is defeating the purpose of everything. Right. Sit back down, put on the defiant ones. The menu's working great. It's creeping, nothing changed, nothing changed. I'm like, well, I'll go over to Netflix. Netflix working great. Yeah, Netflix is very reliable. YouTube, working great. Amazon Prime, working great. I got it all, baby, except the one thing that has the one thing I wanna see, and it's so slow. Then I go, I'm like, you know what, I have it on cable, because I still pay for cable, which is stupid, I think. Except now, it's like, ooh, I'ma get you. You can also do the HBO on demand, Now H app. HBO, oh, I tried that. And I was like, I'll just watch it on my laptop. Didn't work. I ended up going to on demand on my cable box which you know how frustrating using oh, cable I'm is. I'm afraid of that whole system. That whole system is just stupid. Archaic. It's like a railroad. And then it started working. I, this had to have been an hour and a half later. It literally <laughs> took that long to get to this Man, point. Man, I feel bad for you. Daddy time didn't, started off real nice for me. And then, and then uh, Christy had to do some stuff, so Lando's around and he's, it's a good thing that he doesn't like screens, so it's just like, to be occupied, he has to be like playing games and doing stuff. But he wanted to do that with me and I felt bad. So I was like, well, I'll play a game with you in the room but I'm gonna watch Defiant once. <laughs> so here I am. I'm like, I can do it all. And then I'm like, it dawns on me very quickly after I, I'm like, I, it's, it's not appropriate. Dr. Dre just speaking freely yeah, is not, not appropriate not idea. To, in front of my seven year old. So no. I told him that. I was like, this isn't appropriate for you but We'll finish the game, and then a few seconds later, I'm like, "No, this is this is not going to work. I have, to, I have to, you're going to have to leave." So he doesn't just start watching what's on the screen if he's in the room with it. No, it was it was a documentary. He's talking heads. He oh, doesn't care. Oh, I mean, Shepard though. Shepard has a problem. He's got a screen problem. So I don't care what it was, man. Hellraiser doesn't matter. He's gonna he immediately lock on it and Lando doesn't it, have that yet. Absorbing. Well, Shepard will get it. No, Shepard had it from age. Three. Well, I guess I'm. I think it's a personality so, thing. For the record, I did not let Lando listen to the Defiant ones with me, um, for more than a few seconds. More than just a few, a few f bombs were dropped, and then you, eh, he's had his quota. Yeah, get, get him out of the room. <laughs> but I mean, we've we've talked very specifically about what we think about those words and what's the most important thing in life. And those words are for Dr. Dre, son. That's what you say. Yeah. And until you are a successful rapper, you can't say them. <laughs> Instead, just focus on love and kindness. Um, I did I not go the you. documentary route. Well, first of all, I made it very clear. I mean, I made it clear days, maybe weeks ahead of time. I was like, wanna let you guys know, heads up. Uh, and you, you know how my house is and it's like, it's very open. And so like, even the living room is open. Yeah. So we don't have like a place where you can go into a room and close the door and watch television. There's like pedestrians coming through your yeah, living room it's sometimes. it's a busy place. And uh, so I had to be very, very clear. I was like, daddy, it's daddy time. Daddy got his balls operated on 
and daddy needs some time to himself to recover. Okay, kids? Daddy wanna watch TV. Daddy don't want no more of y'all walk running around here. That's why daddy got this operation. Leave daddy alone for a weekend. So I made that very clear. Now, it worked with the kids, but my wife was really the problem. Oh. And not, the, not that I care that my wife, I mean, I love having my wife around while I'm watching television. The problem is, is that she was so busy having to leave and go here and there, and she started getting into the things that I was watching and then asking me to stop Pause them. It. Pause it. Stop that and watch something else. So that was the <laughs> only that was the only interruption of the daddy time. What I did is I just caught up on a lot of series that I wanted to, to watch on Netflix. I finished uh, Friends from College, that uh, the new comedy that's got Keegan Michael Key in it, which there's a lot of mixed reaction to that. I liked it. I liked it. Thought it was funny. And I finished that pretty quickly, but she kept making me pause that because she's watched a little bit of that with me. And I just remembered in the middle of my not my defiant ones thing. The reason why it took an hour and a half is because I gave up, and I and because you told me that I started watching that. But then the kids were coming in and out, and that wasn't appropriate either. No, kids can't. So then I switched back. That. Made the kids stay in the room for that one. Then mm. the thing is, she would leave, and then when she left, I had to watch Narcos because I've been watching that for a while and, and she won't not, watch, she's, she's not, not interested that. in that. And so then I'm switching between English, uh, an English show and a Spanish show. <laughs> I'm all confused. <laughs> so then she comes back and I have to stop Pablo Escobar in his tracks and then immediately begin watching Kiko Michael Key, Key, Key Michael Key again. Kiko and uh, that was problematic, but I finished that series and then I was like, I'm gonna watch the second season of Master of None because I haven't watched any of that. Hold on, you, you watched all of Friends from College? I'd already seen the first five episodes. With Narc, how many more episodes were there? Five? You watched five more episodes of Friends from College. I did nothing but watch television for and three days. You, and then you watched Narcos in between that. Yeah. And then you went over and you watched Master of None? The whole second season, and I'm not done yet. Are you kidding me? No, I mean, Link. I've told you everything I saw. I saw episode, I saw half of episode two of Defiant Ones. What That's were you doing? That's as far as I got. That's why you were in more pain than me, man. I, Daddy laid on his butt on the couch with his balls in a special cradle that the doctor gave him and, and binge watched TV till I was blue in the face. Well, I did some work too. I, I like gave notes on Buddy System. I did too. I watched. No, uh, you didn't. Yeah, Don't I did. say you did work just because I said I, I know, did work. I watched episode 203 and gave notes, and then 204 had no audio, so I didn't watch that. I, I also. I don't know what else I did. For, first of all, Master of None, everybody's like, Master of None, se season two, masterpiece. It's like, I was like, oh, okay, come on now. Really? Really? I mean, I agree now. <laughs> I watched it, and I just, especially watching it just. Um, in the binge format, just like letting, literally, I, I passively let each episode just roll to the next one. Like the counter says, the next episode in five seconds, I just let it happen. Did you have a catheter in? Oh, I got up to pee a couple of times. Um, but it's so good, man. There, I, there are problems, like you notice, like in season one of Master of None, you're like, mm, the acting is kind of distracting, but because the acting is distracting in buddy system, I'm willing to forgive it, you know? Because when you watch yourself act and you watch comedians act, you're like, oh, if this isn't, this is, I'm not watching this for Oscars or Emmys to be awarded for best actor. I'm watching this because it's so well done and, and written and it's interesting the way they explore things. I loved it, love season two. Then. Better than season one, that much better. Uh, 
Yeah, so, so I actually stopped watching season one, I remember. I got most of the way through it. I enjoyed it, but season two, I was just like, bam, I'm going all the way through. Whoa. Then I moved That's on. That's all you were doing, though. To Ozark. What, you moved on to something? Yeah, and I'm like seven episodes deep in Ozark. I haven't even heard of this one. That's the Jason Bateman. Uh, oh, I that one has like a very cold tint on the, the thumbnail. Oh, it Netflix. has a crow. I don't. Uh. Uh-uh. I don't watch things where people are tinted blue and there's a crow. Oh, really? It's. I want to watch. I want to watch Dre get real. But okay. I, well, my assessment of Ozark thus far is it dark or sad? It looks sad and dark. Uh, it's. I don't need that in my life. It's a poor man's Breaking Bad. That's what it is. It's you know white collar straight laced dude gets involved in uh, drug crimes, and uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, but. So I wouldn't say that, and, and you know has like the straight laced wife and the kids. Try, it, it's basically Breaking Bad told in a different way, not as compelling. I'm sure he would he'll appreciate that. Um, but I mean, listen, that story. I mean, that story is a story that can be told multiple times. I mean, I'm seven episodes deep. I like the show, and now I actually last night I got my wife to come in and I and I did this. You don't typically do this, but I was like, I really want to watch this. So let me give you the quick rundown on what happened in the first six episodes, like I'm the Netflix catch you up thing. Personally, like your personal, this is what happened, this is what you need to know, can you start watching at episode seven with me? And she was like, okay, and we watched it and she was into it. Really? So uh, yeah, I, I, I ingested all kinds of entertainment and some painkiller, but not a lot. I didn't take any painkiller either. I just took the ibuprofen. I missed out on all of it. <laughs> I just don't know how to do potato sack. What's it called? Potato couch? Couch potato. Potato sack? <laughs> That's a race, man. <laughs> sack, sack race. I don't know how to do sack races, guys. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, well, uh, we're gonna continue talking about some other important things, including the reaction to uh, us putting the vasectomy video on the internet. Uh, but first, we want to let you know that Ear Biscuits is supported by Me Undies, the best underwear on the planet. These are the best underwear on the planet, and that is why, even though, as I have discussed, uh, I am wearing a scrotal support right now because yeah, keep of my, talking about that. my recent vasectomy, I am wearing Me Undies over said scrotal support. Really? Because I want the comfort. I still got to have the comfort. I mean, first of all, these are incredibly supportive un- underwear. But in the condition that we're in, with you want like they got to be like locked down to a place like you you want to lock them up like it's a safety deposit box. Yeah, and that's why I'm wearing like underwear that are too tight. I would ne- I would never do this except for in under Your these condition. conditions. And, but I literally thought this morning about putting my MeUndies on over them because I didn't want to go without wearing them. Well, and also if you ha- they feel so good, and if you get caught with your pants down. Having me undies on is like, man, well, look at that dude's underwear. The patterns and stuff. I mean, you look good. Right. You look good already. So you kind of want to get caught with your pants down if you got me undies on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we put that forward as their slogan? <laughs> get caught with your pants down. Yeah, we'll suggest that. Uh, I, I like the science of why they are so comfortable. It is that they're made from lensing micromodal, a sustainably sourced, naturally soft fabric that's proven to be three times softer than cotton. Is that how you say that? I say cotton. Order a pair, and if you don't love them, they are free. They made it really easy for you. There is literally no risk, guys. Now until August 31st, you get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping 
at meundies.com slash ear. That's meundies.com slash ear. Meundies.com slash ear. Now on with the biscuit. So we, we as you know, well, have, hopefully have, you know, we uh, we documented the entire process of us getting a vasectomy and we've known for a while that we were going to do this. There's lots of questions like, why would you guys do this? Why would you document it? Well, we've said for a long time that if we ever go through the through the process of getting a vasectomy, we're going to document it and put it on the internet. And yes, for entertainment purposes, for views, yes, that's why we did it. But also as you pointed out, it gave you the motivation to actually go through the, the procedure knowing that you could do it for entertainment purposes. Well, I'm ultimately motivated for the obvious reasons that any person would be motivated. But I was so peaked, which means faint of, of, of body. Faint of body. That I just needed one more thing to, to, to push me over the edge and that was, hey, the thing I'm most scared about is going through the process. So it will help me to have cameras there to, to have to focus my energy of nervousness into entertaining you and um, it, it helps a whole oh, lot. it helps so much. I mean, yes, I was still freaking out. I had to get the freaking Demerol shot. <laughs> but um, I, I couldn't have, I could not, I would have been freaking out a lot more I think. It makes me think that. In, internally. I wanna have all my medical procedures documented because I, it gives I, me I, this comfort. Well, I think we've done it. I think <laughs> we've committed to it. Okay. I mean, uh, Given the other medical procedures we've already talked about on Air Biscuits, I'm glad that we've made the decision now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got but, that stuff out of the way. <laughs> um, but I think you you've been tracking more closely audience reaction to this thing than I have. I I, I watched the video with my family the the morning it came out. Um, I read a few comments, but that was it. And we I I I, I laughed a whole lot, and I was very happy with the final product. Yeah, I, I loved the music, how the music was incorporated, and I know you, you, and Stevie worked with Casey on on that. Yeah, I think in in succession. Yeah, it was one of those sort of uh, old school. You know, we haven't done that in a while. We haven't gone out and uh, done something and documented and put it on the show. So I was happy to step in and get involved in the edit. But what are people saying? What what's well? First of all, we could devote an entire podcast to answering continued misconceptions, lingering misconceptions as to what happened. You know, people who think we got our balls cut off, even though they saw, are they these saw people the procedure. Who, are these people who watched Good Mythical more? Cause I don't wanna rehash that stuff. No, no, we, I'm, I'm just saying that that, that still okay. is just absolutely nuts. And I don't, and that was not a pun intended. Usually say no pun intended, but I just said that, that was, was not, not a pun, a pun intended. intended. Um, but it was a pun. So I'm not gonna talk about those misconceptions, but what I will talk about is the, and again, we talked about, we love to throw things out there and sort of guess what the audience reaction is gonna be and before we release the video, I was like, okay, let's go ahead and just emotionally prepare ourselves. There's going to be a lot of people who don't understand what happened and why we're doing it. Lots of people just just vomit out their ignorance about various subjects on the internet and when you throw something out like a vasectomy, you're gonna get a million people who just who do that. That happened. Uh, but the other thing we're gonna get is um, you guys have gone too far. This is officially too far, right? Because there's mm -hmm. a, there's always this ongoing conversation we talked about on Ear Biscuits before. <clears throat> we've been talking about it for as long as we've been in business, brother. Uh, people always thinking that we're pushing the limits too far or that somehow the line has moved and we've gotten too close to it and now we've officially crossed it. And so for a lot of people, it was, you guys have done it. I can no longer let my kids watch this show. 
I actually I saw one comment where it was like, my 12 year old daughter came to me and told me that she can no longer watch the show because of this episode. Um, and, and I'm just gonna take this opportunity to reiterate what we said before. Great, good for her, that's great for you. If you've uh, given your daughter that perspective and that's the perspective that you want your daughter to have, daughter or son, kids, um, and they came back and voiced that to you and you feel good about it, great, you're doing what you want with your family, good for you. I wouldn't say great, I, I believe that, um, I, I just I would just say okay, Okay, I don't okay. think it's great. By saying great, I'm not. Yeah, hey, I'm not saying that's the way I do things in my house. I, I'm just I saying think it's good for you. But, in the, I, but, in the, but we don't want to say. Well, that's sad. We're not going to render judgment against someone saying this crossed crossed the line for me. So I'm not going to watch it, or I'm not going to allow someone in my purview to watch it. One of my kids, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or whatnot. Um, we are not going to say. Well, that's sad, or that's this, or we're that's not, that. We're not saying that. We're not going to try to hold on to you. If you want to, if you want to go, if you want to, we're not go, rendering judgment. We're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not trying to keep you. We're not also judging you for for saying this isn't for you. Yeah. If you want to go, if we you think we cross a line and you want to leave the herd, leave the herd. This is not. There's no. We're not. No one's forcing you to do any of this. Um. And and people think it's something that people think the show's something that it's not. Yeah, and I and I, I I I that's why we continue to talk about it, just as by way of education. But I will also say, and has the line moved a little bit? Maybe. Well, well I, of course it has. As as we've gotten older, as our kids have gotten older. Uh, but what I will say is that, um, as we've said many times before, we don't do anything that we don't let our kids watch. Link has a seven-year-old son. I have a nine-year-old son. We watched the video with them, and they laughed at everything that we said. All the talk about balls, all the jokes about our private parts, uh, all the ex ex explicit, not in terms of profane, but explicit talk about the private parts. That's stuff that already happens in our homes. Yeah, I mean, I got two boys, we talk about balls all the time. Well, it's not just a boy thing. I mean, I think. No, I'm saying, but they, Lily, ha they have balls. Yes, so they we, do. So we end up talking about the balls a lot. I mean, Lily has two younger brothers, so she's, she's, she's immune to testicular talk. Mm -hmm. It's just it's like breathing air in our home. Right. You might breathe in a ball if you if you if you don't watch out. Well, or no, at least we, a ball joke. A ball joke. We keep the we keep the we keep them keep, holstered, man. Yeah, right. Keep them in that supportive scrotal Gosh, <laughs> scrotal support, support. What's the point you're trying to make? The point is is that we so far, I'm not saying we're not ever gonna create something that we're like specifically, hey, this is just for adults, but what you will know is that it will, we will let you know that it's just intended for adults if that's the case because we're sensitive to who's watching our videos, but the, the barometer that we use personally is what we would let our kids watch. Uh, and so it that definitely does kinda change, but I'm not saying once our well, kids they get they get older, so the line changes. I, I don't. But think once they become adults, the, I'm not saying that once our kids are all grown up, that all of a sudden that it's all for adults at that point, right? Because we understand that the content that we create is, by our standards, it is family friendly. That doesn't mean that every family is going to find it friendly. But for what we see as family friendly, like everybody sits down, all ages sit down and enjoy. We still create that kind of stuff in our house. That means. Some ball jokes are gonna fly around, especially when you're getting your balls operated on. That's, and also, uh, another big part of why we did we did the video was, I do think it's educational. 
in spite of the fact that people watch the videos and still think that we've somehow lost our manhood, I can't help you. If you, that's the way your brain works, <laughs> good luck in life. Um, I'm sure you're gonna be okay, but we're probably not gonna have a productive conversation about vasectomies. Okay, okay, okay. And we did put a warning at the beginning of the video. It, I mean, we, we it, it, it is an extraordinary video. So we said what it was gonna contain and what it wasn't gonna contain, and then we then Correct. said, here's the point where you can click away. Yeah, we got lots of opportunities to click and away. I, but I don't know why you would then go to someone, go to a parent and then say, so from now on I'm not watching any of their videos because they did this one where they warned me at the top of it that I, this particular one is, is more special. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's a little unfair to us. Yeah, but, to, we, but, and, and so, but we don't mind. Let, let 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 it be said. I'm not deeply hurt. We do not care. But the, I can tell you're a little frustrated. No, no, Look no, at you, no. Your no, eyes widen. No, your, no. I'm your not, pupils dilate. <laughs> I'm frustrated with people think people thinking that we care. That's the thing that I do care about. It's That's just like very ironic. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 no, there's a distinction. It's just I just want to be. I want to be. If like if you don't want to watch it, then don't watch it. You don't have somebody. I did see somebody say, "Listen, this is not an airport. You don't have to announce your departure." <laughs> I thought that was a, I thought that was a great line. Well, yeah, and it, they I, they didn't make it up either. Okay, someone you somebody's granddad oh, made it up. You, oh, you th- really? You think don't think that was an original joke? I could. I, I, I I'm going to credit the person who I, I don't could know who, hear, who said it, but I, I've never heard anybody say it either. But I could hear that. I can believe that many granddads have said. Let's it. move along to other controversial issues. Um, so I th- th- it will have been uh, over a week, maybe two weeks. By the time this this episode is up, that I that I did the thing that we're going to talk about now. Yeah, um, you wrote um, a piece. I'll call it a piece. Call it a piece, Link. You you wrote a piece um, about your perspective of the of the the Confederate monuments coming down uh, in the South, or people's opinion about those monuments coming down or 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 staying, yeah. and. Um. Yeah, it's on my Twitter. It's it's a uh, it's a Medium article. Which, by the way, if you're not familiar with Medium, it's I am not. Um, it's basically a blogging platform where you can look like you wrote an article, <laughs> but it's great because oh, is it citable on Wiki now? Uh, it, it's it, it's essentially a way to cre- you know create an article, like put a picture and an article, and then it kind of goes into that system. But all you have to do is have like a Twitter account or a Facebook account or whatever to just have one, and then people can follow you. So if I write something else, everyone who started following me because of the first article can see the next one and that kind of thing. You can create series and that kind of thing. Not a sponsor, but it's a blog, but post post posing as an article. Uh, well, what's really the difference in 2017? Like? Ooh. Uh, yeah. So I would say that it's, uh, in other words, it's not curated or edit, editorialized by any one group. It's completely user-based, but it's presented as articles and that's how you sort through things and things are tagged and uh, you know related articles come up, that kind of thing, people could comment. So uh, it's called uh, Thoughts on Confederate Memorials from a White Southern Male. I think that's the name of it, but it's on my Twitter, Red MC. You can see that I tweeted it out. Now, what led to this? I'm going to talk a little bit about what led to this because we're not going to get I'm, into the I, into the. I, you can see what I thought and what I said in the article. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll. Well, let me give you the let me give you the one minute summary of what I said in the article. 
because I because so you don't have to pause it and go read it. Yeah, and I do that, and I'll say I I'm really interested in. I mean, I've read the article and I'm very engaged in that, but I'm also very interested in everything that went around leading up to you actually taking the time to write it as busy as you are, and the fact that I we typically know everything that we're gonna do when it's something like that before it's done, but like. I think we were working apart, like when Buddy System and some different stuff. I got home that night and Chris is like, did you see Rhett's article that he wrote? And I'm yeah. like, Rhett wrote an article? Yeah, see? And so my first thought was, well I didn't know about this. Rhett wrote an article. I didn't, I didn't know what it yeah. was. Rhett's got an article business on the side. I didn't, I didn't get to read it until I was in bed that night and I, I read it and I retweeted it. Oh, I mean, we can get that. in. A, we can. You're welcome. We can get into more thoughts about it. But yeah. So did Octavia Spencer link. We. <laughs> yeah, for real. She did. Oh, awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm also. But I appreciate your tweet. I'm, I'm more. interested in the. Yes. Because it means more to me personally. The, uh, the tertiary story that, that led to the thing because there's not much that either one of us do that the other one doesn't know about or find out about through the internet. That yeah. was just, it's just an interesting thing. Yeah, so it's a very short. My feelings were not hurt. It's a very short uh, post. It's very happy. And um, it basically says, hey, I grew up in the South. I grew up uh, in a culture where all, pretty much everyone, everyone that I knew believed very specific things about the history of the Civil War. And there's, there is very much a uh, kind of a glorification of the, the Southern cause. Um, and not really stopping to uh, stop and think, well, what do all the black people who live around us think about this particular perspective that we have? That perspective being that, um, you know, the Confederate generals were good men and the Union generals were bad men and uh, the, uh, you know, the, the South, it wasn't any more racist than the North. And, you know, most importantly, the Civil War wasn't even about slavery, it was about states' rights. Lots of things that you're taught, and so you kind of have this perspective that, oh, well, all the stuff that you hear about in books and stuff is wrong. It's actually this, that, and the other. And, and I'm nodding my head because absolutely I heard all the exact same things. I right. mean, I was in many of the same conversations. And so, of course, when the uh, the discussion of Confederate memorials comes up, uh, there's lots of like, well, this is erasing history. That's what, that's what you keep hearing, oh, people are erasing history. And my point was, is that these monuments, the vast majority of these monuments, uh, they in themselves were an effort to erase history because they were themselves the glorification of the Confederate cause many of them financed by the uh, Daughters of the Confederacy in between the, um, uh, before the, like 1895 to the First World War and it was a movement in the South which goes on to this day to kind of venerate and honor the Southern cause and kind of rebrand what actually happened. Uh, and a lot of those monuments were put up for those reasons. So it's totally understood now that people are kind of offended by them because they're they're not teaching history, they're honoring and sort of rewriting the past in many cases. So my point was, you're not gonna dissemble racism by taking down a monument. And, and so I'm, I'm actually not like a huge like, hey, I wanna go out there and rip these things down. That's not what I'm about, but I understand. Which literally happened in Durham, North Carolina. But I understand the, the perspective and what I said is because these things are symbols and the, they, the people who put them up and finance them, for the vast majority of them, they were symbols of ultimately, if you wanna be explicit about it, hate, right? And saying that 
whites own and run the South, then bringing them down is at least symbolic of saying that we're leaving that perspective behind. This isn't about history. So that was the point of the article, but why did I talk about this? I'm a comedian, right? What do I know, first of all? I'm just a comedian over here in Los Angeles on the left coast, why, why am I speaking? I don't care about your opinion. Um, the reason I did this is and chose to do it now and haven't spoken about any of these things before uh, was I kinda just got to a point where I think you can only hear so many things and feel so many things about them and know that you do have a platform and you do have a way to get something out there into the world and people will listen just because you have a following mm -hmm. and not say something. You can only last so long. But specifically what led it to that. kinda eat away at you. Was um, my wife has kind of been doing the whole thing that I'm sure many of you do in, in sort of having these Facebook arguments about things, right? And like. Which a, neither one of us do because we don't I have, have Facebook. personal Facebook I have a Facebook accounts. account that I just use to help manage the Retin Link Facebook account, but it's not one that I use personally. But my wife has one and she's a typical Facebook user. So and you look wife. over her shoulder, right? Well she's, she, well, she's just sitting there with her phone or her computer and she's like, this is what this person said now and now I'm gonna say this. And she's very civil and very smart and articulate in the way that she communicates these things, but she's arguing with a bunch of people, mostly people back home in North Carolina who have uh, this perspective, which was so many people kept saying, why are we erasing history? What's next? Are we gonna start taking down statues of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln? Well, where did they get that line from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so I was just like, okay, I can only hear. Well, where did he get that line from? I, I can only hear those things so many times before I'm just like, can I? I'll just step in and give my perspective because, I, 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 I first of all, I think it's very. Um, we have to be very careful when you come into a situation and you speak something into it. You have to take into account context and you have to take into account who you are. And as a white, southern man coming into a situation, there is, there's a lot of baggage that I bring into any, any, any conversation, right? You bring your baggage to the, the conversation. And so I wanted to come at it with a, listen, this is the perspective that I kind of bring to this based on my background and how I've had to kind of come overcome that perspective in some way. So I, I didn't want to come in and be like, this is what you should think about this, but it was more, this is my experience and this is what I think now. Uh, and so I just wanna kinda just speak my mind, hopefully in a way that will be considered by people on both sides of the spectrum. And I, I, I really appreciated that about your approach was that you didn't say something, every, to your point about baggage, you, you wrote about your baggage. I mean it was, it was a confessional in a lot of ways. It wasn't, um, it wasn't first and foremost an opinion piece. I mean your, your, your opinions and your perspective were definitely in there, but it was through the lens of this is, this is the baggage that I have. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you about <clears throat> that. I think in, in reading the, the comments underneath, I mean you gotta be signed in, you gotta have a Medium account and everything to comment there. So there's one a lot of comments when I read through it that night, it's probably a lot more now. Um, but I appreciated the tone of the conversation that was having that was being had down there, even for some people who disagreed. Um, but there were a lot of people who said that they appreciated 
there were people who would say, I'm from England and this feels very, or I'm from, I can't remember where they said they were from, but I'm from blank, not the United States. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is such a foreign thing for me, but it's so helpful for me to, to read it, to read your perspective mm-hmm. as a person who lived it. This like reading about your baggage. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I, and it, it did make me think when you're reiterating it here, it's like, I remember when I turned 16 and I got, I got, I was like, I got tapes for my truck and it's like, I got my new Charlie Daniels greatest hits tape and it's going through all these great Charlie Daniels songs. And then there's one that's the South's gonna do it again. Mm-hmm. Well do what again? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm singing along with this song and it's like, I love Charlie Daniels because of the first nine songs on the, on the tape and then let's say that was the 10th one of a greatest hits album by the way. This was not just a deep track. This is what they call a greatest hit. The South gonna do it again. Man, I thought that was a cool ass song. And what about Hank Williams Jr. If the South would have won, we have it made. Remember that one? Yeah, and it, so you, I mean, th- this is the world that we lived and breathed and we sang. sang these songs. Sang. We sang these songs. We belted out these songs, not understanding what they meant. Ne- and it, but ne- it never really started to think. But it made me feel great. <laughs> oh, you felt great at about the time. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it because Southern pride, man. Southern pride. Now, I think but, that. But, but dig, dig, dig into it and what does it mean? Yeah, I, I think that's something. The, the reason that I spoke about this is that, you know. We are not interested in being uh, political, and we definitely, uh, when it comes to something like Good Mythical Morning, we're not um, interested in it having a political perspective. Not saying that we're not gonna talk about political figures or, or, or whatever, but we don't have a strong political perspective that kinda you could pin the show down as having because we want it to be very inclusive. And that actually, translates into why I talked about this is because I actually don't think that this is a political issue, right? I don't think that you have to think a certain way about what's going on in our country right now because of your political party. But that's the way that we think. We think, what does my party think? What is my platform? What is the ideology that I have committed myself to already that my family and my and, friends and by, know that I'm committed to? And by party, you don't necessarily mean political party. You could mean any group or tribe affiliation, if you will. But with this issue, there is yep, yep. there is a pretty stark contrast uh, between you know your political perspective based on your party. And I just think that doesn't make any sense. It's like, I, I don't want to know if you're a Democrat or Republican. I don't want to know if you're a progressive or a conservative because I actually don't think that this is a progressive versus conservative issue. I think this is just like, what are we trying to do? What do we hope is going to, our future is going to be like? Like, do we want our future to be one of unity, oneness, wholeness, love? I think 99% of people would say yes. Of course, you've got those crazy white supremacists um, who are who definitely don't want that, who want the races to be separate and they're very vocal about that. But I still think that while there's a lot of racist undercurrent in our country and a lot of people are racist even if they don't know it, there's only a few people who are speaking that, saying that divisive rhetoric about how we should not be whole and not be one and not be unified. 
But the problem is, is that so many people who, if you just ask them a question, like do you want the country to be more unified? Do you want people to love each other more? They would say yes, yes, I want that. But then they turn around and say, but I do not care enough about what uh, the black community thinks to say I'm willing to let this statue come down because of what it symbolizes in our past, a part of our past that we don't wanna forget but we don't want to glorify. We're not going to forget that the Civil War happened. When you take a statue of Robert E. Lee down, you're not saying, well, we're gonna forget everything about the Civil War all of a sudden. No, you don't learn history from statues. If you do, you've got a problem. You learn history from books and historians. But this is about, are we as a society gonna say, are we about oneness, wholeness, and unity, or are we about standing up for this, where's, where does this end, where does this line end? It's like, no, that's, the, that's a logical fallacy, it's been demonstrated many times, it's the argument from a slippery slope, and it doesn't apply to this situation. I don't wanna get into the argument, but what I'm saying is that I, I wanted to talk about this because I don't think that it's an us versus them issue, I think it's a us issue. I think it's a, whether you think that the monuments should be uh, kept up but then contextualized properly by like let's put something on a plaque that says exactly what these people stood for, well I'd be open to that. They don't have to be torn down. I'm not like, if they're not torn down, I'm not happy. But I also don't think that as a white Southern man who used to sing Hank Williams Jr. if the South would have won, we've had it made loudly from Link's truck I don't think I'm the best one to make the decision about whether they should come down or not because it's not my particular situation that's being addressed here. It's like, I think we should actually ask our, you know, the black community, what do you guys think about this? Because you're the ones that were dehumanized for hundreds of years and then the South did fight to for the right to continue to dehumanize you and hold you as slaves. So what do you guys think about these monuments? That would be a more open perspective and attitude that I think would ultimately bring about oneness and wholeness in our country, which is what we need. And that was when I was talking to you earlier about this whole overview effect, which I think is so pertinent to this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a term that's been around since the 80s. It's, a, it's, some, it's something that's been around since the, the, the first guy to go into orbit, but there's this thing called the overview effect. I, mean, I actually wanna read it off of Wikipedia because it's gonna be able to say it much better than me. Read it off of my Medium account. (laughs) The overview effect is a cognitive shift in awareness reported by some astronauts and cosmonauts during spaceflight, often while viewing the Earth from orbit or from the lunar surface. It refers to the experience of seeing firsthand the reality of the Earth in space, which is immediately understood to be a tiny, fragile ball of life hanging in the void, shielded and nourished by a paper-thin atmosphere. From space, National boundaries vanish, the conflicts that divide people become less important, and the need to create a planetary society with the united will to protect this pale blue dot becomes both obvious and imperative. That is powerful. This just takes people going up into space and looking back down at the Earth and seeing that it doesn't look like a map. There are no borders. I don't see. Wait, what? There are no borders, Link. That's just on a globe, sucker. Oh, God and seeing us as one species, one group of people. We're all the same, we're all related, we all come from the same place. And these stupid debates about Confederate monuments 
and people getting so freaking mad that they're willing to drive a car into a group of people and kill somebody. Seems so stupid when you just take a step up or take a flight up, take a rocket ship up and look down and see the full context of, of our situation. And that's, by speaking in the way that I did in that article, I actually, I'm not trying to be divisive I, or divisive, whichever way you say that. I'm, I'm not trying to. Build a wall? Build a wall, right, exactly. I, I'm, the last thing I think we need is a wall. We don't need a wall, we need bridges. And I don't, I'm not talking about infrastructure. <laughs> we shouldn't be, we, I mean, infrastructure is a problem. And I was a civil engineer. I know a lot about bridges. But we need to be building to bring Mexico into bridges this. between people, not walls between people. And because. And Do you it, feel like, given the conversation that happened in the comments, that did that prove really, being one of your first forays into this type of thing? Are indications that that happened or that it, I mean, it was still, was there still a lot of arguments busting out? I was. I mean, if if, if this was a vlog on YouTube, we know what the comments would look like. Oh yeah, the, but, the YouTube comments are but the, the, but the but most toxic do, place. But yeah. you didn't do that, right. so in the, what's the assessment at this point? Overwhelming support. Uh, lot, lot, but so, that's a biased support, right, right? Right, right, right. So, but what, I, what I will say the, to, so, to you, so maybe to fans of of us, yeah. So, well, okay, in this particular atmosphere that we're in right now, standing up and saying what I said is not particularly bold, right? I mean, some people are like, "Oh, this is so bold that you stood up." I, maybe we lost fans because of it. Um, fans that I don't care. To, it's fine if we lose them, right? But I actually think that. Uh, we probably, in this atmosphere right now, the people who watch our content, I think we probably gained more fans or there's people who are like, well, he's just, they're just on the West Coast, they're confused, they're they're leftist, but they're still funny, so I'll let this one slide. I'm, he doesn't know what he's talking about, he's just a comedian, why does he think, there's that whole perspective that happens. But um, I didn't see a whole lot of that. What, what I saw. But you, there, was, there was some? There were people who, um, just told me that Dismissive, I that right. I missed the point or whatever, and I kind of engaged a little bit, at least on Medium, with a couple of those people. What I've learned is that, uh, and I learned this a long time ago. I only engage with people whose initial uh, salvo is thoughtful. It can be critical, and it can be uh, it can be in disagreement with me. But if it's not thoughtful and constructive, I'm not going to get into a conversation because I know that that person is not interested in. A conversation. Like I had one guy on Twitter who was like, Robert E. Lee didn't support slavery. And I was like, okay, read this article from The Atlantic, which clearly shows that he did. He was a slave owner and he was actually recorded as being a pretty harsh slave owner. And uh, you know, there's the thing about, well, he was gonna fight for the Union, but he wanted to fight for the South. I'm not saying that uh, Lincoln didn't ask him to fight for the Union, to lead the Union, but he was a slaveholder and he was in support of slavery and the cause, that, whether he believed it or not, the cause that he was fighting for was the cause of the Confederacy which was to continue to have slaves, which was a state right, yes, but it was the only state right that anybody cared about. All that being said, that guy read that article and said, hey, thanks, I didn't know about this. I can't believe he responded that way. But then I had a guy on Medium who was like, gave me a thoughtful response and, and I kinda gave him my thoughts back and he, Basically, he got a, he got a little dismissive and basically told me I was wrong. But the thing that there, I did see a few people who are like, "Thanks for writing this. 
I actually think differently about this now, which that, if one person feels differently, then it was worth my time. And then the other thing I saw is lots of people, um, I saw just people of color in general kind of coming up and saying, thank you for writing this. Um, thank you for someone in your position, a, a white dude in your position doesn't have to say anything to this. No one's pressuring you. No one's expecting you to say anything, standing up and saying this, thank you for that. Um, what I what I will say is I didn't see any people of color being like, why would you say this? <laughs> There's there there that that mm -hmm. at least in in the in the in the online world that I'm in, that perspective does not exist. Uh, someone who would disagree with that opinion, who's, who's from that background. But anyway, you know, it's just what we what we try to you know what we try to do with our entertainment in general is we try to create a place where people can come and kind of forget about all the stuff that's going down in the world that brings people down and there's so much of it today. I agree. It is, it's to create an environment where we can build bridges, where we as, we as humans can come together and at least agree on, let's have some fun with this, these guys are eating this thing that's crazy or. Yeah, I mean our show is a distraction, right? Um, and that's why. Can't we agree on that? And that's why our show is not going to become a play, like I'm not gonna, first of all, there was nothing funny in my article at all. It was just serious, right? Because I was like, I'm not writing this from a comedic perspective. Our show, for the most part, almost always, is we're trying to be funny. We're trying to be a distraction. So we're not gonna bring these types of opinions. Uh, I'm not saying it's never going to happen. Sometimes you just feel like I we gotta say something about something, but that's not the purpose of our show, right? We're not Seth Meyers who like, okay, well I'm gonna have a closer look where I talk about Trump every couple of nights. It's like, uh, that's his. That's what he's doing, that's his approach. That's not typically what we do. We're kinda more of like the Jimmy Fallon approach, which even when he spoke about the Charlottesville stuff, he had like a serious sort of monologue about the Charlottesville stuff, but he was like, this is not a political show. is not a political show. We're not p particularly political people. But when I think that there's something that's not political, that it's, this is about humanity, this is just about humans getting along and this really transcends political party and affiliation, those are the things that we're gonna speak about when, yeah, but, when, when we feel like something needs to be said. And, and I, I don't wanna dismiss our show as being just a distraction. Uh, I think we hear from a lot of people that for a lot of reasons it, it, it meets you where you are and gives you, it doesn't just distract you, somehow it gives you hope or energy to live your life. Um, it helps. Yeah, I mean distraction um, in the best possible terms. Right, so it's, uh, I do believe that our show and the heart, the heart behind it is to create bridges with comedy. You know, it is kind of the same thing. The heart behind you writing that article was I just can't remain silent on something but I wanna do it in a way that's, that I want you wanted to try your best to do it your way that didn't build a wall that built built bridges. Yeah, and I think and I think that's what I you know that's what we want to do with our show in general. And it's not a cheap thing just just to get what maybe it points cheap laughs. That's not a that's not a cheap thing. I think uh, we appreciate the fact that in hearing from them 
the mythical beast that it is a very valuable thing. Well, and, I and think it's kind of the same thing. One of the things that's happened uh, in, I think this has driven some perspective change for us personally just over the decade of doing this job. Um, we haven't been in space, okay? So we have not experienced the overview effect. I see where you're going though. Um, but what we have done is we've built uh, a, a fan base of internet. It's international. It it transcends borders via the internet. We've we've seen the pale blue dot. And so, like, just for of humanity, like sixty between sixty and sixty five percent of our audience is based in the U.S. But that means that over a third of our audience is outside of this country, and sometimes you just only see things in this American political lens and that becomes your life and you just forget that, you know, there's people who look at what's happening in our country from the outside and are like, how can you guys have come so far? How can you guys have done so much good for the world but have so much discord? It's nuts, it's so crazy how much hate and division there is. And we've seen people, you know, it can be interesting, like we'll do something like I remember years ago, we did something where we just thanked the American forces. You know, it may have been Veterans Day or something where we talked about, uh, and we'll continue to do that on those holidays and continue to thank uh, our troops for their service. But what you see when you thank your troops for their service, then all of a sudden you've got somebody who has a different perspective on your troops and what your troops are up to. You got somebody in another country who's been negatively affected by your troops and to see these two guys that you look up to like honoring the American troops is like you're honoring the people who murdered my dad. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm. just just <clears throat> stopping and thinking about that for a second, whether or not you think that every American war is justified or not, just stop and realize that, well, for somebody whose family got killed, it, nothing, none of that wasn't justified. And so, but to, or the, the perspective, our perspective has widened quite and, a bit. And even to bring it back to a positive, <clears throat> I think that, I mean, it's an inspiring picture to think if all the mythical beasts who watch any given episode of Good Mythical Morning were in uh, a room together. And you looked and then you're, you're mixed randomly. And you look to your left, you look to your right, and I think I am proud of the fact that I think a lot of people would be shocked at who, would, who was right there beside them. And who, oh, you're a mythical beast? I'm, I'm, I'm a mythical beast. Oh, you know, it's, I, I think that's ultimately what we're trying to do with our show. And it's, uh, it's getting everyone together physically in one place and then we'll, we'll say, everyone turn to your left and massage the person. I, yeah. I hate that. Don't you just hate it oh, when yeah. the people, I, I now it. turn to the right, massage the shoulders to your right. We will never do that. Greasy shoulders. But, we, but I still think the analogy holds that if we were to do that, and we're not because of the massage thing, you look to your right, you look to your yeah. left. Not because of the logistical problems associated with it. Um, get to a point where we're not shocked, but we're elated. We're all elated. And it's like, 
we're in this together. I, th- I you know, I, I have hope that our show can does that. Yeah, and you know what? And I don't think that that means either that or be a cosmonaut. Yeah, you know, you can make a choice if you can do that. Do that instead. And I don't think that that means that you lose your ability to disagree. This is another thing that right is 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 bothers me is that there is just no room for a disagreement right now. It's like everyone disagrees, but no one can have a no one can have a civil discussion. I don't think it means that you lose your political identity. I don't think it, if you're if you're a small government pro-gun guy uh, talking to a gun control, big central government person um, and you're both mythical beasts, you can have a civil discussion about the merits of your of your platform. It doesn't, and, and you should be able to do that and you shouldn't write off either of those people just based on the fact that you find out that they believe that, and you shouldn't think that they want something that's worse for humanity just because you, you know you don't want to take that small government pro-gun guy and immediately throw him into the white supremacist camp as if those two things are remotely uh, remotely similar. And and so I just think that we're also trying to just to demonstrate a civil discussion and not getting mad, not and not get not. Uh, Hurling personal insults, not judging people, prejudging people. Um, I'm not saying we're doing. A, we're doing. You know, we're just beginning to kind of talk about this stuff. But we just hope that that's one of the things that's happening through our content too, is that people can come together and then when they do disagree about something, they can have a civil discussion and realize that being your mythical best involves having a civil discussion where you realize that your common humanity supersedes your political religious ideology. On that note, I do wanna thank you guys for being your mythical best in, in, the, in the, the conversations that you guys have with us, the feedback you give us online, it's tremendously uh, encouraging uh, that you got big hearts. So um, thanks for being a part of the conversation. Hashtag Ear Biscuits. Yeah. We'll speak at you next week. This is the easy letdown. Is there music? Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>